Man, the first podcast of the new year. Yeah. And what better way to kick it off with than with a guest. And the guest that we have is, he actually won guest of the year for 2018. And he is here back again. The homie, Caleb. Welcome back, my friend. Man, I'm glad to be here. This crossover almost didn't happen. I actually <laughs> had to get, get a... You know, talk to the legal team, you know, mm-hmm. how complicated these things have gotten. See, I actually, um, you know, you keep telling me I've been winning this, this yeah. homie award mm-hmm. for guest of the year. And I, my people, it started out with me just writing the committee uh, and, and insisting that I would like my award. And then they keep telling me it doesn't exist. Yeah. And I'm like, well, surely Q told me it does. You know, with uh, with the COVID protocols this year, it's been crazy getting things shipped out. So right. that's probably yeah, why you haven't received uh, it yet. Because we actually don't want to touch it physically and put our germs on it and everything there, we're actually going very uh, neutropenic and just giving you a digital award. So yeah, just okay. imagine it. You're good. It's, it's going to be like an NFT. It's NFT. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. oh, that's even better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to yeah. make some motherfucking money? <laughs> yeah. I sold my Spider-Man NFT for $1,100. No joke. Are you serious? No joke. I, did, I didn't know, A, that what you had fuck? a Spider-Man NFT. Well, and so uh, the reason AMC's site got brought down is oh, they were giving like the first right. 10,000 right. people to buy tickets, uh, an, an uh, exclusive NFT. I forgot about that. What I, the fuck? I, I yeah. The night that they released them, I posted it up and sold it for 1100 bucks. Yeah, and, and I think that's also why, like, uh, wow. why, like, the poster she was selling tickets on eBay were trying to sell for so high because yeah. those tickets came with it. I forgot about that. Mm. Yeah. Well, then it was like a, um, uh, it was like a collectible card, like a magic or Pokemon card. It comes to you in a virtual like pack, and you click on it, and that de- and then it determines which card you got. So some people were selling the unopened packs for like forty five hundred, five thousand dollars. Yeah. Wow! Yeah. So which one did you get? Um, I got the one. It's the um, it's the magic suit logo. Okay. And it just has like the little shimmer where like the light goes across. It's just a little like, okay, four okay. second gift like a holographic almost. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. okay. Uh, and you know it was. It was Cool, but it wasn't worth eleven hundred dollars to me. But hey, <laughs> but if it's worth that to somebody else, it's worth it to somebody. Damn wow. it! By all means, yeah. Yeah. Well, homies, damn, we're in the wrong business. <laughs> Welcome to the first episode of the year for the Superhero Homies Podcast. As you know, my name is Quentin, and as always, I am here with the homie Kevin. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the show. And as you guys have already heard, we have the special privilege of the homie. Caleb being on board. What up? What up? There's the claps. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, every, every time homie Caleb comes through, you know, got to give him the clap. Uh, yeah, except for that one time. Nah. I mean, you know, every time. You know, oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so for this episode, homies, we have a very, very special episode for you guys. And this is going to be one that all of you get to enjoy. But honestly, the Patreons will get to enjoy to the fullest extent. Mm-hmm. This episode is going to be the Superhero Homie Rants. And so for this episode, we are going to rant about things related to the superhero slash comic book genre that uh, we tend to do. Uh, so we have all brought separate, distinct topics that we are going to bring to the table, literally, and uh, we're going to discuss these things. They could be absurd. They could be serious. They could be anything in between. And so it's going to be a lot of fun. It could be uh, uh, pet peeves. could be gripes. It could be things we love, things we hate. You never know. We're going to bring them all to the table, and we're going to discuss these things here. 
But for the Patreoners, the second half of this episode, uh, they will get to hear us break down and discuss things that are not related to the superhero genre, uh, things related to other realms of nerdum. Uh, so that way you guys will get to hear us gripe, complain, and also uh, love on and appreciate things of uh, other genres besides the uh, superhero content. So if you guys want to get the full exclusive episode, then be sure to go to patreon.com backslash superhero homies to get the full content. Amen. That, that Patreon half, I mean, this half is going to be no limits, but that Patreon half is going to be no limits. <laughs> yes. It's going to be no holds barred. It's going to be balls deep. It, absolutely. If you had to fuck a narwhal or a unicorn, which one and why? Uh, I got to scratch that question off now. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. Wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, so with that being said, uh, let's not talk about it. Let's be about it. We'll go ahead and get this thing started. Who would like to go first? We need a three-sided die. So I know this is a genre of episode you guys have actually done before. Uh, this was during, uh, you know, earlier last year whenever I was uh, off mic for a, a month. Um, so why don't one of you two go ahead and show me a little bit of how it's done? I, I'll go. I think that Fuck episode, yeah. though, we were more pissed at everything. Okay. Some hey, I mean, stuff, angry energy can be some, fun energy. Some of this stuff is fun energy. Yeah. Okay. And I, and I have a, and I, I actually started off with an easy one. Okay. Um, so, so you guys are all doing this in question format. Uh, some of them yeah, some, some of the Oh, most, okay, okay. I was about to say, I didn't prepare any in question format. I thought we were just venting. Oh, that's and I was perfect, like, too. Oh, okay, okay. A lot of mine are in question. Some of mine are just that's statements. Fair. I'll try to rework some of mine as appropriate, but that's cool. And, okay. and uh, I, I will direct this one at, at Q, and then we can go around. Sure. And I'll answer it last. Um, so uh, I started off with a softball here. Who is the best Robin and why? Uh, the best Robin is Tim Drake because he's most like Bruce Wayne. Uh, he is a uh, detective. He was able to deduce who Bruce Wayne was and why he was in such a, a, a miserable mood, why he was beating the shit out of criminals more than usual. And he figured out it was because of the death of Jason Todd. He figured out that Jason Todd, Robbins, couldn't have been the same as, uh, as Nightwing. Uh, I mean, so he's brilliant. He, he is not the most uh, athletic like, uh, like Dick Grayson. He is not... Uh, the, the the strongest and the most aggressive like Jason Todd and like he may not even be the most physically skilled or gifted like Damien, but it's really his mind that makes him uh, the, the best Robin in my opinion. Yeah, I, I gotta I gotta give it to Tim. Cool. Yeah. Uh, admittedly, I never asked myself which one's the best. Um, I've always kind of referred to Nightwing as like Batman's go-to. You know, it's like. Sure, he's reliant upon Tim, and he's reliant upon Damien to an extent, even though he's a little shit. But it always seems to be Nightwing that, well, at least it's written in such a way that Batman will go to to be like the supportive. Well, these guys know, but you you really know what's up, you know. Like he's always the go to, almost uh, most empathetic of the Robins too, which I which I think is a quiet strength. Yeah. You know, if if I could. Uh... I love, I've always loved this allegory about the Robins because it always okay. said so much. And I wish I remember who came up with it because I want to give them credit, but I don't. Sure. Um, and like it, this, this little uh, metaphor is like uh, all four Robins are given the same task. And that is there's crucial, e crucial evidence in this person's house concerning a crime. And they all need to find a way to get in and to retrieve said, uh, said documents or, or evidence. Okay. Uh, Dick Grayson, he goes to the door. Um, 
actually, no, we'll start from reverse. We'll go youngest to, to, to oldest. We'll start with Damien. Uh, Damien, he, he goes to the door, and uh, Damien's going to pick the lock on the window, and he's going to jump on in, grab the evidence, and get the fuck out. Uh, that's what Damien would do. Uh, you have Tim Drake. Tim Drake is going to deduce that this is a family home. He sees that, oh, there's evidence that they have a teenager. They probably have a spare key out here. He's going to find the spare key, open the door, and get in. You have Jason Todd. Jason Todd is going to kick the fucking door down, go in and grab the evidence. Sounds about right. And Dick Grayson is going to knock. <laughs> <laughs> and so, that's kind of the difference. Like, in a metaphorical sense, tells you a little bit about each of the individual Robins. It does. But but your that analogy also eliminates Carrie Kelly as being a Robin, too. So. Ah. Uh, yeah, I was talking about, like, the canonized Robins, but, you know. Oh, that's mm. true, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought about her from my answer just because, mm. uh, you know I'm a huge Dick Grayson fan. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, mm-hmm. and yeah. So that's that's going to be my answer. Yeah. Um, because I, I feel like uh, I feel like he really embodies, like, the soul of Bruce Wayne. Like, mm. like I feel like he is as close to Bruce as a, like, person as as anybody else could be as far as, like, his – mission and his like way of approaching things um but yeah i i really love the challenges that uh that carrie faces uh, oh yeah it's because hell for for a while and you could argue hardly ever i mean she's she's kind of just kind of hires herself to be robin like you know <laughs> like she's not even really accepted but she's like what are you doing here uh and, and I, I like her struggle a lot but um yeah uh it's obviously it's dick Grayson for Nice, yeah. nice. I'm interested. I, uh, in the, the, I find the topic to be interesting. It, it is, man, and I'm not mad at any answer. And that's kind of the fascinating thing about that question. I don't yeah, think that's I'd be mad at that's a good starter. Yeah. Yeah. If, if I'd be mad at a Jason answer, you'd be mad oh, at, yeah? J- <laughs> yeah, at a Jason Todd answer. Who's the best Robin? And why is it not Jason Todd? That's, <laughs> that's how I should have phrased it. Damn. Uh, you know, I will also have to say this about Dick, and that is uh, just the fact that when he transitioned to Batman. Uh, there was like little to no, not only was there little to no backlash, like mm. the way that it was written and the way they had been set up for, for years, it made sense. And people wanted to see where the story was going to go versus nowadays when you see a lot of, you know, uh, mantles being passed on, it feels more forced and it feels so unorganic and so unearned. Whereas Dick Grayson, not only had he earned it, he didn't even fucking want it. <laughs> and so I just love like the storytelling method that they use with Dick, um, uh, just all throughout the years, man. So nice. Never mad at that. Hell oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, am I up next? You're, you're sure. Up, I guess. All right. This one's going to be a bit of a doozy. We're going to go ahead and start off with this one here. Okay. For my, uh, for my questions. Why the CW shows suck. There's there's a lot to unpack there. Fuck. Okay. Uh, well, welcome to a whole new episode of the podcast. Uh, my name's Kevin. This is a whole new one. The rest was just a cold intro. Uh, bro, we could literally talk about this for an hour and a half. Um, I know. Where to begin? Fuck, man. There's so many reasons. And you, you could just like bullet spray and pray for a second and just list a few off. Like, like way too many. But... Where where to start? Um, they're just shit products. 
just we're all about the depth here. Folks. We're all about the depth. <laughs> we're I mean, deep into so okay, I'll start with this. I'll start by explaining my experience, and then we'll, we'll work ourselves up because I know both of you have invested much more into the CW than I have. And if you challenge that, just wait till you you know hear me finish explaining. <laughs> this just means you win. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Good, 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 good. It's like a bad game of fucking poker or something. Uh, I went in with a pair of twos and did okay. So, yeah, no, I um, I remember at the old apartment, I never would have gotten invested in CW at all had it not been for us living together, you and IQ, mm-hmm. and you saying, hey, I'm about to watch The Flash. And I was like, oh, well, I, I ain't got nothing better to do. I'll join you. You know, we'll, we'll sit in the living room and watch The Flash on TV. Now, originally, it wasn't bad. The very beginning of Flash was actually fun, enjoyable. We made this like a weekly, uh, you know, uh, freaking tradition that we did. Like, oh, it's, it's that day. We got to watch Flash, you know, uh, just like we did with other TV programs like Walking, Walking Dead, Dead and yeah. whatever, you know. And um, eventually, I remember just kind of getting fed up. And it happened sometime mid-season two, even though season one was 30 fucking episodes long. <laughs> I remember sitting there thinking, like, well, all over the place, but, I mean, okay, you know, it's it's going somewhere. It's got to go somewhere, all right? Every map leads to something. But, no, every map doesn't necessarily lead to something. Sometimes a map can just be a fucking maze in a newspaper, and you're just like, <laughs> there's no point in this. I'm not going to play this game, you know? And that's kind of what I got with that. And, and that, that's not to say, you know, that's not even the first CW show. You guys both got started on the Green Arrow, didn't you? Yeah. 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 It, and I think that's um, that's an excellent lead-in for for how I was going to kind of talk about how it's gotten as bad as it is because it's completely unwatchable. Yeah. Now, um, uh, and, and this has recently happened with another product uh, that I that I've been into uh, called Yellowstone. Uh, mm. Big show, but now the, the, what, what they did is that show was very successful. They took the writer of that show and they now have him making three shows, and so Yellowstone is suffering now in this season because mm-hmm. all the attention's on the other ones. And I think we have a similar thing here where Arrow in the very beginning it was slow moving, but it was pretty good, and then the second season of Arrow is definitely where it peaked. Okay, and then they went and started working on the Flash, and so then Arrow started to be junk and then the flash that first season of flash was like pretty good and then after that then they started adding like like i I think supergirl i think she was season three or four somewhere in there super Mm. uh and then legends of tomorrow and they what's the other one they added oh bad woman bad woman yeah and uh that one was so trash they killed their main actor (laughs) season one and they're trying. Uh, didn't they replace her, Ruby they, Rose? They, no, they, that's they, the they, character's name. That was the actress's name. Yeah. yeah. Oh they, no. Yes. Yes. They, they okay. killed her in real life, and the character. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> no, it's funny. I'm gonna let you finish it real quick, but just with Batwoman, uh, that's your question for that. It's it's quite funny and hilarious. Huh. They killed off the character or uh, the, the 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 primary Kate Kane, who is Batwoman. There it is. Thank uh, because you. Ruby Rose wanted to leave the show, they created a whole new character. Even had DC Comics create a an origin for the character in comic book form uh, for the TV show. And now the last I heard, not only is Batwoman getting a season three somehow, 
What the fuck? But uh, they're also bringing back the character Kate Kane, but it would not be reprised by Ruby Rose. It's going to be a whole new actress, apparently. So That's I, sloppy. I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I fortunately never watched any of that show. I, I knew it was going to be bad, but I, I just think they, they spread themselves too thin. But even if they hadn't done that 22-episode television, I mean, for a television uh Season, uh, yeah, it's just it's way too much. You cannot do that without filler, and I'm just not. I just can't do it. I'm not into that. So. No, yeah. I uh, I think for me, I'm really just going to echo a lot of what you guys have already said. That being the show format is way too long. It's antiquated at this point. The whole idea of uh, of a 20 plus episode season. I mean, let's be honest. You do that for syndication. You do that so that on the back end, ten years down the road. You know, the creators and maybe the actors can get a strong kickback if people still watch those shows. Mm-hmm. Like, that's really the only reason why you will want a, a, a season of television that goes that long. I mean, you contrast that with, uh, you know, Netflix or Disney Plus shows, which are typically, what, six to 12 episodes a season, and it's much more tighter and concise. That being, and um, as much shit as I give the CW writers, I got to be honest, man, like, I still don't think they're, they're very good writers, but... No. Just to kind of echo what you're saying, Caleb, about them being spread thin, uh, there is something to be said about that because a lot of those writers are writing for the same shows, and they they, they had to fill twenty plus episodes, not just for the Flash, but maybe also for Legends of Tomorrow, maybe also for Batwoman, maybe also for Supergirl. Like, if you're writing on that show, and also like the turnaround time, it's got to be preposterously short when you consider that damn near every year you're getting a new season of that many episodes mm. of television. And that's fair. That that might, that's, you know, that, I feel like that's a good devil's advocate to play there because that, that kind of, like, gives some credit back to the writers, which, like, look, bro, I know you guys are spread way thin, yes. and so I'm sorry you're in that shitty situation, but if there is anything else you could ever work on, just please don't let it be anything with Greg Berlanti. <laughs> oh, so I'm upset could... it took us this long to say his name. Well, he's, he's like Candyman. five shows, too, though, you yeah. know? I mean, and not to say that, like, he was doing anything masterful before, but like the dude was competent. By the time he had five shows he's working on, I bet he was probably like dragging himself in half drunk every day to say I, I don't know, man. Like I just imagine Greg Berlanti is the equivalent of what what's that dick's name? John Peter, Peters. John yes, yes, because every like his name, everything could be like a penis. John Peters. So thank you. Yes. I just imagine he's like the John Peters of the CW. One day, we're going to get hit with a cease and desist from somebody, and I don't know who's going to hit us with it first. It's going to be my fault. <laughs> uh, it's going to be Mickey Mouse. I was going to say, it might be uh, Mickey. Oh, gosh. <laughs> if that's, oh, man, if that's the case, we, we can't afford that. No, we, yeah. we, we can't afford any of them. No. <laughs> the mouse himself is, is going to kick that door. Right. <laughs> and that door is hard as fuck to kick in. You see that lock? Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the CW shows, man. I, uh, they started off with a lot of potential. But uh, I'll say this, and then we can move on to uh, to Kevin's first question here, or yeah. first first statement, first rant, and, and that is, uh, I think also the shows would maybe fare better as well. Not only if the episode or the seasons were shorter, but if if the CW wasn't a teeny bop soap opera station, uh, that's ultimately all those writers knew how to do. And now it may sound a little hypocritical because there's always soap opera elements in comic books, mm. but those elements don't make up the entirety of what makes a comic book so damn cool to read. And unfortunately, with these CW shows, man, 
so much of them are just soap opera, soap opera. I mean, Arrow became all about Will Oliver and Felicity, you know, what they want they. Oh, uh, here's his old lover. And it's like, uh, well, what about fucking. Let's go back to focusing on Deathstroke from season two. Ah, <laughs> right. Like, that was a much better story than this. Uh, so I, I feel that if they also didn't have their roots set in the soap opera setting, that maybe they fear a little bit better. But mm-hmm. so, yeah. Just like that telenovela, man. Yeah. yeah telenovelas. Yeah, yeah. Very similar, actually. Nice. See what you got, brother. So, yeah, simple enough. Um, so th- this was less of a question because, as I had uh, mentioned earlier, uh, I believe I misunderstood the homework assignment. No, I didn't have a and question. I, uh, well, that's good. Thank goodness. Yeah. Because most of mine, like, this was labeled the rant. And so I dug deep into the well of shit that makes me mad. Shit that grinds my gears. And, oh, um, all angry stuff. Uh, a little bit. There is some joking stuff in there, too. Oh. But th- there is the first one I wanted to pull out. The first bullet in the gun is definitely going to be a little bit of anger. Um and, and a little bit of this, too, is also going to be a little confessional as well. Not on a dramatic scale, but it is going to be me assuming I'm on the island by myself, mm. okay? Where it's like, okay, this is going to be an unpopular opinion, and, you know, I, I don't expect a lot of people to be like, yeah, he's got a good point. No, I, I don't expect that. I'm fucking tired of Loki. <laughs> I hate him so fucking much. I hate what it's become. I hate what the story has been doing to him. I, I cannot stand how many people have become stands of fucking Loki. I'll, I'll busy you on that island. Thank you. Fucking thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. We'll, we'll, you know, somehow survive on this fucking island. You know, it's not a resort. It's a deserted island. Uh, but, dude, I... And I, I am not sorry, you know. I... I the whole idea, the whole concept of Loki is that he, he was a god of chaos, you know? And I won't profess to know the actual, like, mythos, the lore of Loki to the, to the nth degree or whatever the fuck. I don't care about that. What, what we know is that Loki, at least in the comic book stories, the fictionalized Marvel, like, canonized telling is that he was a villain. He was a douchebag, okay? He was adapted into the Asgardian family, which is cool, whatever, you know, whatever the fuck. And now... All of a sudden, thanks to the MCU and because of Tom's amazing portrayal, let, let's not downplay that because he is an amazing Loki, but I think because it is Tom Hiddleston playing this shit that there's so many fans out there that Disney has to, mm-hmm. you know, make this Loki, make this portrayal of him turn face, you know? And that is frustrating because now it's like, okay, I couldn't stand the TV show. Like, I never <laughs> finished it. And I don't, I don't really care to, you know. I it just, I don't know, man. At that point, maybe, maybe it was a little bit of superhero fatigue from that. Maybe it was just like, okay, I don't like this character in general. But now it's like we turned this evil deity being into like this comedic because he Punching can carry ex- exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, and that fucking grinds my gears. Yeah. Funny that you mentioned that. Because, okay. Uh, I was, um, I, I don't know which episode uh, of this exact podcast I was listening to the other day. Okay. It may have been the Homie Awards, but um, Loki came up, and I think you guys mentioned it in the same breath as, like, Eternals and Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, 
I was like, well, the difference is Disney knows that Falcon and Winter Soldier wasn't that great, and they probably also consider Eternals to be a failure. But Disney absolutely considers the Loki show to be a soaring success. That's what Mm -hmm. fucking annoys me. And it's not going anywhere. It's the first Disney show to get a second season. So uh, the only one, because as far as I know, what if, that's right. uh, Hawkeye has not officially got a second season yet. Um, I hope it does. Well, which is it's a damn shame if it yeah. doesn't. Yeah, yeah, it really, it really needs. That, that's one I actually enjoyed. Like yeah. I like Hawkeye. Uh, I just couldn't stand Loki, dude. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it for what it is. I, I do see the, um, the, the, the points that you guys have about it for sure. And, 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 and you kind of brought it up yourself. Is it's like Tom Hiddleston is so damn good mm-hmm. and has so many fans, and it's like okay, well. We already had him. He lost in Thor one. He lost in Avengers. He he kind of died in Thor two, and then it's just kind of like, eh, you know, we can't really make him an imposing villain because we've already beat him so many times. So there's only one way they really could have gone with it. I mean, they literally killed him in Endgame and brought his dumbass back to make money on him for a season of television. That's true. Yeah. You know, I I would say that I think that both of you brought up some very valid points from like a critical standpoint, also from like a business standpoint. But here's here's the thing, though. Here's the difference: is that with the Loki TV show, you're right; they could only do so much with the character. The problem is they completely changed his character. Now you could keep him as that same uh, methodical, menacing, villainous. Uh, you know, trope of, of anarchy and chaos that he is, but you don't have to completely alter his character to the point where he is, from a personality standpoint, unrecognizable. That's what they did to Loki in the TV show. And, and you know, here in this podcast, you know, we speak so much about how important it is to have, you know, um, proper character integrity and whatnot. And uh, it just seems that, like, there's ways to have Loki be a both a heel and a protagonist. It's possible to do, but whenever you completely change the characterization of a character, uh, it's, to me, it's just it's inexcusable, especially when you try to explain it all away in one episode of television, uh, especially when he goes from basically 1v6ing the Avengers to uh, getting jobbed out by a fucking TVA agent. By a time cop, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, also, then, the same fucking show. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. Please continue <laughs> your rant, but it pisses me off so much. It's like the same fucking show had the balls, had the dumbass gall to pull open a drawer, and all of a sudden there's a bunch of skittles inside. Oh wait, those are the fucking power stones. Like okay, making get, making the, the downplaying first, the first yeah making the first three phases almost irrelevant. Like mm, this shit doesn't matter. Uh, we have a drawer full of these stones. Um, yeah, so th- there are things like that that I do scratch my head at. I thought that the Loki TV show had a, a lot of promise, a lot of potential. I thought that the story was by far better than the characterizations. Uh, but the characterizations were so bad that made it difficult for me to get through. There's, so. there's definitely valid concerns. Uh, you know, that, that show uh, definitely uh, just shits all over several of the homie commandments. Uh, <laughs> hey, there you go. not news to you guys. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, and, and you know, I, I, I was sitting there watching it, admittedly, being like, well, there's one. <laughs> and there's one. But, uh, but you know, it, 
I, I look at it like uh, it's 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 like Ragnarok, where if you uh, turn your brain off and try to think about mm-hmm. like just don't think about it, Morty, just in a vacuum. Uh, then uh, it, it's it's fun. I think it's more fun than Ragnarok is for sure because it's hard for me to do that with Ragnarok. But I was able to enjoy most of of Loki. Um, I mean, they fought a dragon, so you know, <laughs> like I, I I'm easily bought sometimes. So I will admit. Wow. And, and 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 I mean Ragnarok didn't have Jonathan Majors in that fantastic scene, which I really I really loved. So. Mm. I mean that it was one scene. <laughs> it, it, it was a long scene. I was gonna least. say like like seventy yeah. percent of the finale is just them sitting there talking mm-hmm. in Kang's office or whatever. Yeah, mm. <laughs> uh, he's he's not Kang. He's the one who remains. That's true. Is mm. what his name was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. He he was like the one bright spot in that episode. Mm. I might have to watch it on YouTube. Just just yeah. that. Uh, bit. You know, unfortunately, you will have to watch that at least that one scene just to understand what's going to come next in the MCU. That makes sense. True. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Especially if it is supposedly, you know, uh, even though he goes by a weird name, I don't right. know what the fuck you just he said. Who, but he can't. who remains? Yeah. Like what is this, Voldemort? Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> right. Kang loses a nose. <laughs> there he is. There it is. Uh, but I, um, I, I guess I will give them a, a soft applaud for for calling him that instead of like any of his other names. Yeah, I give him a golf clap uh, because if you go out and say, "Oh, he's Kane the Conqueror," well, he that, he can't be exactly Kane because they killed him. Spoiler alert! Uh, <laughs> right? You know, he's he's obviously not uh, not uh, Iron Lad. He's way too young. Yeah, he's ah. not Immortus uh, or any of uh, Kane's other personas. Um, mm. So he remains. You know, Tara Strong as Miss Minutes was fantastic, though. That's like oh the yeah, of yeah, that yeah. Show. That's true. Yeah, yeah uh, I always shout out Tara Strong. So yeah, yeah. For sure. Oh yeah, mm. um, she would have made a great live action Harley Quinn if they had done a Harley movie back in the day. Agreed. She mm. got uh, like all of four seconds to play Harley Quinn in live action. In what? In Arrow. Oh, that was her. Like at the, at the in bars the, in the cell. In the yeah, cell. In oh, the I didn't know that was her. Exactly, okay. so Tara Strong. Yeah. Damn. It's a little quick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Huh. Wow. The more you know. Mm. Uh, you got anything else to vent about uh, Loki? I'm, I'm sure you do, but... Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, for for the sake of this, nah, I'm good. Gotcha. Only other thing I could joke about is just how so fucking many there were. Like, Loki replaced Harley Quinn at Comic-Cons. That's, I think, or at least at our particular one because of, what, its theme or whatever? Well, because you know, the Marriott uh, is in the show. It, yeah, it is yeah. the TBA. Gotcha. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Cool. But, and uh, I recognized. You know, I've been in that Marriott so many times mm-hmm. when they showed the TBA. Yeah, in with the, the show, I was like, it, the, you know, the Leo Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. meme where he's pointing at the TV. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> I was like, hey, yeah, I've, been, yeah. I've been in that room. I've been on those elevators. So. Nice. Yeah. So yeah. that that was um, that was why uh, that that justifies it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good. That's good. Um, yeah. That, that, that uh, takes the, the steam off a little bit, so that's that's cool. This isn't a, a random, not jumping lines, it's just a question in between topics, but sure. is there any credence to the more of a cosplay you see, the more aggravating that character is? Yes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you ask such a bold yet brave question? Um, yeah, fuck. So what happens when like a good character becomes overpopulized, you know, like uh, like Geralt or something? 
you know, that's an interesting one, but yeah. because of all the intricacies of a witcher, maybe it's also mm, it's, it's yeah. simplicity mm. combined with overpopularity. That, that's what it is. Yeah. Because okay. Deadpool can oh, be done yes. with just the, the suit. You just yeah. buy the, the stretchy suit, yeah. and mm. anybody can just be in a Deadpool suit. And then with the the, the Loki thing, or uh, whatever the, what's the? The, the variant? Uh, Sophie. Sophie. Yeah. With hers, you either just get the two horns or the mm, one horn, the, the, and you yeah. just add it to whatever, and you're a variant, which is cool. I I don't mind that really. It got old after a while. I was there about to say some, I, I kind of minded it, but, but there were some inventive ones, like the President Loki with like the alligator eating his hand off. That I like that one. That was creative. That was cool. But yeah. but that one took effort. It yeah. wasn't simple. Right. They um, didn't just slap it on. So okay, I'm good to go. Yeah, the Harley Quinn one. You know, you just. Dress like a slut and put some red stuff in your yeah, hair and you're and good. I, admittedly, like, I, I've rarely complained about seeing a bunch of Harleys. I, I, you were there that, that That's year. my hypocrisy. The year that movie, the, the first Suicide Squad oh, came out, mm. it was way, way over. Oh, shit. Sorry um, to hear that. Yeah. yeah, it was bad. But yeah, but yeah I think I think that's what it is. It's, it's simplicity. Like, I would not be surprised if we go to Dragon Con this year and see 7,000 Spider-Men. Absolutely. Mm, so. Yeah. And also... Into the Spider-Verse, is that going to be before or after Dragon Con? Is it before the first week of September? That's what I'm trying to think. Mm. It won't matter, though. It won't matter. It'll still be an ass right? regardless. Because uh, No Way Home will be hitting, like, streaming around then, so it won't matter. True. Yeah. Damn you, Marvel and Disney. Damn you. Damn they know you. what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, it's October, so, yeah. Oh. Well, anyways. Yeah. <clears throat> so we may not see a Spider-Pig. That's that's the only the only leeway we will be given. Yeah, uh, I could do with some Gwen Stacy's though. That'd be dope. Yeah, some Spider, Spider Gwen's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I better see some Andrew Garfield's mourning over like the the fallen. Gwen yeah, Stacey. yeah. <laughs> see, I could do that. Yeah. Well, what's your uh, man? What's your round two? We are we are running through this thing. Let me tell you, we're right. making great time. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure, sure. <laughs> All right, we're ready for, mm-hmm. for Okay, um, this one's another, this is good energy. Okay. So, uh, I want you to pitch MCU live action Fantastic Four. Ooh. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So, uh, I got to go to another 30 this one. minutes. Yeah. yeah. I know, right? <laughs> it's like, ooh, awkward silences. <laughs> uh. Uh, all right. Um, so uh, you right. don't have to you don't have to go line by line right for the through the movie. I just mean like okay. <laughs> you know, give me like a director, mm-hmm. uh, like you know, and then like a just like brief like how you'd want it to go. Okay. All right. Uh, this may be a whole episode. Oh gosh, Miss uh, Mister Iger, sir, Mister Bob Iger, can I? Yes. I uh, I have this uh, this brilliant idea. I know that. Uh, We've recently acquired the Marvel Fox properties, and I think it's time that we bring in uh, Marvel's first family, the Fantastic Four. I have this uh, this amazing idea, okay? Uh, so uh, I'm going to cheat and say that I think that the director should be John Watts because he's already attached to be the director. Uh, <laughs> is that official? I believe that is official, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Well, that made it easy. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he should do it. He should, yeah. After right, No right, Way Home. Right yeah, after No Way Home. Right. He's, I think he's good. Yeah. Uh, for sure, um, but Fantastic Four is so goddamn difficult, man. Here's what I would do. the The reason 
one reason why all the other Fantastic Four movies have failed is because they've tried to do their origin and also the origin of Doctor Doom. You can't. You simply can't. Okay. Uh, I think that the solution is, especially now that we're dealing with King the Conqueror, who is, of course, a time-traveling, damn-near deity, and we know that the Fantastic Four are... They're superheroes, yeah, but that's secondary. First of all, they're adventurers. They're spacefarers. Reed Richards, I think, is going to find a way to open up... To find a way to open up a portal into the Marvel Universe from whatever universe he, he comes from. And this is going to be the Reed Richards with the beard. That's that's the bad Reed. I mean, that's the... He's not bad guy, but that's that's the bad-ass Richards. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's the version that... Uh, uh, that people like to call Daddy Richards, man. <laughs> you bring, Who, of course, is going to be played by John Krasinski. Please continue. Absolutely. absolutely. That, that's another yes, given. Yes. It's got to be him. Yep. Uh, which means it probably won't be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which means Emily Blunt. Which means Emily Blunt. Blunt, yeah. W- Blunt. W- yep. Would definitely be uh, Mrs. Fantastic, but of course, for some fucking reason, you know. Yep. Pro- probably smart not. verse doesn't exist. <laughs> smart verse. Yeah. Uh, that's the one universe that doesn't exist. Um, but no, uh, I think that you have, this is so fucking difficult. It's like, where do you put it in the, in the grand scheme of the MCU? Holy shit. Uh, the smart universe so, is the universe that Kevin Feige is from, but nah. he, he strange supremed it. So he's like <laughs> the only one alive from that universe. Oh, oh fuck. God damn. Wow. <laughs> he's like, well, I'm going to go over there and make some money. Right. <laughs> Kevin Feige all of a sudden grew a goatee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so to pick up where you left off, I mm-hmm. imagine that they would come in. And honestly, I wouldn't mind if it's um, kind of similar to what Spider-Man did. Because we know Marvel's going to want to do something like this anyways, you know, to help attach uh, popularity to the new name and help it to sell better. You know, just like the Spidey-Man with uh, Iron Man, you know, mm. attaching him to the first movie, thus selling, putting asses in seats. Um, I'd imagine that they would come in to help out another team who makes, like, mm. a, a, some short guest appearances in the Fantastic Four movie to better help sell them. So, like, they're coming into Marvel Universe, like you're saying, from wherever Reed Richards and gang are, are hailing from, and then they're coming in to help... Uh, fuck, I don't know. Um, it would make too much sense to do Spider-Man since that's what uh, John's already used to working with. But some, something akin to that would be pretty cool. Honestly, I think I wouldn't complain if it was Tom Holland again. And then... What, what, if, they're, what? what if they're not coming in to help, but they're coming in because they have no other choice? Their universe is ravaged. Mm, okay. Their universe yeah. is fucked over. By Kang. Yeah, I was going to say, it could, right. be, it could be by Kang or... So it's like part warning, part we are desperate, we have no right. choice. I yeah, like we that. We have no That's choice. Dope. Okay, okay. It could be Kang or they could stumble through fucking bruised, battered, and beaten and someone could find them fucking Wong and Dr. Strange rich wrong and Richest looks up and goes, Galactus is coming. And then... Yeah. Roll credits. Uh, I mean, yeah, because like you fucked. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, because like... You know, here's the thing. Like, I know that Galactus is his mo isn't you know universe hopping, but fuck it, why not? Um, I mean, with as much as the MCU has been flexible on, like 
fucking deviants and whatnot. Yeah. I, I'm rarely upset when a character is overpowered, especially a villain. When a villain is overpowered uh, in a live action adaptation, I love that because it takes uh, mm-hmm. takes a lot of creativity to figure out how to bring them down. So if if you want to give Galactus the ability to not just consume planets, but maybe fucking consume universes, and or, have or him, do you have Kang somehow oh, bring him in. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, like, because it would be make more sense for him to be able to do it. Right. So maybe Kang's like, oh, this guy ravaged their universe. Well, this is perfect. Let's yeah. bring him <laughs> on. That's kind of cool, actually, because that would turn Galactus into, like, an uh, antagonistic force of nature As he should rather be. than just yeah. another yeah. antagonist. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because... Yeah, he's I mean, fucking Galactus. He's just yeah. hungry, man. Yeah, he, he's just like, <laughs> man, I want a bite of that. Uh. Um... Nah. No, that takes me on off on another tangent about uh, bringing him in, but no, I, yeah, bringing in the Fantastic Four, man. I, I think, I think that's how you do it, man. I think that you, you say, you know, that uh, portal opens up, whatever. Reedy Richard stumbles through, you know, torn, uh, clothes torn and tattered, whatever. You know, brings news that hey, there's, you know, our universe is destroyed because of whether it be Kang or Galactus or whoever. Before we let this go, who plays who? Don't uh, don't, don't cast. Uh, well, you, you said uh, you said Doctor Doom's not in the movie, right? So. Not in this one. No. Yeah, maybe which is smart. Seen at mm-hmm. best. At best, yeah. yeah. Don't don't cast him. Yeah, that's coming later. Amen. Uh, no, I'm not going to say it because that's going to ruin one of my other questions I have. Okay. Uh, but who'd I get to play um, the Fantastic Four? If it can't be. Uh, the Krasinski's. Well, no, no, no. I mean, I I would want uh, John and Emily badly. So, yeah. like, if we sat on that, that's cool. But I'm talking. Uh, I'm more focused on like Human Torch. Okay, and yeah, the, thing. the thing. Yeah, I um, I really hate a Quiet Place. So uh, I'll, take, <laughs> I'll take John. Damn. Uh, I've never liked Emily in, in anything. That I know. Really, Sicario. Nah, take it or leave it. Wow. We're going to end this shit early, I see. <laughs> wow. I mean, I mean, I like the movie, but I mean, oh. her performance, oh, okay. I can but, take her or leave it. Damn, okay. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I just don't think, I don't know that she's that special. Like, I, mm. you know, I just, I've never really been blown away by. Wasn't she in that. Um, Mary Poppins. Was, no, 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 uh, no, no. Was she in that movie where, uh, that has like, was like Tom Cruise is in it and like they die over and over again. Yeah. Um, oh. She was good in that. Yeah. Like the, the Tomorrow the War. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, she was good in that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give her that. I never saw that. It was actually pretty fucking fun. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. Hmm. But I think, I think, I, I do think, though, on, on topic, though, that, 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 that Doom has to have his own intro movie, and he cannot be in the same film. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. That's fair. Uh, and as far as like who, because I feel that like most people do want John and Emily to play, uh, you know, Reed and Sue. But like yeah. as far as Johnny and Ben, that's that's more difficult because honestly, with Ben, you don't really need you don't need like a uh, you know uh, a Michael Chiklis to get dressed up and you know claymation or whatever he was right. Uh, like, <laughs> and, and the thing is, Michael Chiklis is like the perfect casting for Ben. He actually was. Yeah. He was actually yeah. really good casting for Ben Graham. Uh, I mean, hell, I'd say, like, because I was going to say, like, you can just get 
a mocap suit and someone to do voice work for Ben Graham, that's really what you need. Right. I mean, I wouldn't mind Michael Chiklis voicing Ben Graham if that's what people want to do. That'd be dope. Yeah, because I really dug the voice that he used for uh, for the thing. I thought it was, was uh, spot on. Even though, of course, like with audio technology or whatever, you can alter somebody's voice to make it sound however you want. True. True. Um, we so, just ask that you give the thing pants this time. Yeah, don't have him walking around butt-ass naked like you did in Fan Four Stig. That was weird. I mean, honestly, they could just uh, they could just put some brown paint on the rock. And it'd be fine. God damn! It. Wow. <laughs> uh, no, nah. no. Mm. Uh, but as far as Human Torch, man, he he, I think is more difficult, even more difficult than Ben, because yeah, it's, it's harder to feel. You need someone who. Get get young Chris Evans to do it again. <laughs> I was gonna say uh, the the problem is is two actor two fantastic pun intended actors have played Human Torch. Yeah, but they just were in bad circumstances, bad, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, some worse than others. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's hard, but I mean honestly, that role it it needs somebody that's capable, but it doesn't. It doesn't need an Oscar-winning performance. You know? That's true, right? And also, it it doesn't need to be a um, like a, and it it doesn't need to be a well-known actor either. It can be, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be someone from the Clone Factory. Yeah, yeah, yeah from their Clone mm-hmm. Basement that they have when they wow. just yeah. make make actors. That's where Tom Holland's from. That's yeah. where he's from. Yeah, yes. we all know that. He didn't exist before twenty. What are you talking about? This isn't conspiracy. <laughs> John David Washington is mm. probably overkill, but he would nail it. I mean. But he would nail anything. Yeah, I feel like he'd be a little too old for Human Torch. Uh, maybe. I guess it depends on how you want to do it. Yeah. yeah. But he wouldn't nail anything, though. I can definitely yeah. see him in the MCU. I kind of had him as, like, my John Stewart uh, for, like, mm. being Green Lantern. Yeah. I think I he'd mean, nail he, that. He could, yeah, he could do anything. <laughs> uh, we got any other thoughts about the uh, Fantastic Four, how we bring them in? Because there's a lot fucking there, man. And it's like... The way I was thinking of it was like be like something that happened at the end of Doctor Strange too, you know. Um, I I think um, the only way you have that you that you could do it without, uh, you know, with Doom is you got to have Doom first. Like you'd have to origin his mm. movie. You know, maybe maybe he gets an origin movie and his universe is wrecked. Mm. And so he comes here, like maybe he like had a kingdom or something. He was like a king sense. or something in his other universe. His kingdom got ravaged by whatever. And then they don't really go into a lot of detail about why that is. And then he's here. And, you know, he, like the movie's about like him taking over and like establishing like his new base of operations here. And then maybe in the post credits, maybe the Fantastic Four comes through then you could do, ha- have him in their mo- in their first movie, I can but see you got to do yeah. one or the other first. Can't yeah. be at the same time. Mm. You know, I was thinking like, I remember way back in 2016 when we first got Civil War and they went to you know Sokovia and all that. I was like, are they gonna like they can't introduce like Liberia uh, yet? Can they? Because it felt like they wanted to. They did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like some some vague yeah, European country that gets that. Yeah. 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 I mean, think about it. some vague European country gets ravaged by like mostly Americans, and it's like I could see Doom having a problem with this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So it, it'd be super interesting to see what they do with that. God damn, there's a lot. Yeah, but I don't think he would have been okay with Doctor Doom. 
dancing in the club for 20 minutes on YouTube. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Shout out to, to Daniel Brewer, man. He's a fantastic actor. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, you know, he went from like the worst part of the movie he was in to like the best the, part to of the, the best show. part of yeah of the show he was in. <laughs> and that's some shit. <laughs> hey, man. Maybe maybe they'll do a maybe they'll do a Carol Danvers Disney Plus show, and she'll be she'll be the best part you know, of. It? She'll be they'll just knock it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not hedging my bets on that. <laughs> Well, let's just say I'm glad that movie got pushed back. That means that I had to delay our review on it. Amen. Well, hey, you know, the bottom spot at the Homie Awards, though, it's it's now up for grabs. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. yeah. How do you push a movie out and your slate for the year gets stronger? Right. Ah. Like, that's damn. like that's damn near unheard of. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me ask you guys this, this one here. Um, this one also is kind of in the form of a question to you guys. Okay. What is a trope in superhero movies that needs to die? Wow. <laughs> we got some good questions tonight. That's a good one. There's... Fuck, man, there's a couple. Yeah. So... I'm trying to focus my answer because it's like I have a couple small answers, but I want I want like one well grafted answer. You got one? Yeah, man. I can yeah? go. Okay. Um, and, and and I agree. There there are a lot um, to choose from. Once you think about it, you hit us with a with a tough <laughs> question there. Yeah. But I, I I the one that I really hate is um, you know I I wanted to na- to jump at subverting expectations first. Uh, and and I and I will and I will admit that this is not used so terribly in superhero films. It's used in to much worse effect in other franchises. You might have to stick around for part two. Mm-hmm. Uh, sign up for that Patreon uh, so you can hear more about this. But um, it, it has been used a couple times in superhero films. We were just talking about Captain Marvel and uh, how it's used to terrible effect in that. As a matter of fact, I. So let me explain, you know, the concept uh, just for the listeners who may not, you know, be in the know. But when we're talking about subverting expectations, we're not saying that everything that you do in a, in a movie or a TV show or, or even a comic book is the audience is going to see it coming. Now, there is some substantial research out there that says that a majority of people, it's like 50 to 60 percent, actually enjoy things more when they know where the story is going. I am mm. not in that category. I like to be, like, I like to have that Christopher Nolan mm. good, solid mind fuck, right? Um, you know, not, not, to, not to the tenant level, because I was like, my brain didn't work for two weeks after that. <laughs> yeah. But, like, you know, like a prestige inception yeah. level. Right, right, right. right. I mean, that's, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. I had to use the safe word on tenant. Um, forwards and backwards. <laughs> but uh damn it but um yeah i mean so so yeah when we're talking about subverting expectations we're talking about basically the the story makes sense to go in a certain direction and then without merit we are now going to go in a direction that makes basically no sense purely to arrive at the place 
where we are surprising the audience. And that is the subverting expectations trope, and it is the worst thing to me in any form of storytelling. This was seen in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. It was seen was in Captain Marvel. Um, it uh, was... Uh, Star Wars, um, not The Force Awakens, that shit that came after it. Mm-hmm. Whichever one that was. Yeah, I can't... I can't uh, <laughs> that doesn't... My brain doesn't... Yeah. Isn't pulling anything up for that. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, they used it in, in, all, in a lot of the sequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get on that tangent. Well-defined, though, man. That's yeah, well-defined. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you, if you want to surprise me and take it in a direction that I'm not expecting, and then later I'm sitting there going, oh, that made complete sense the whole time. That's the art of like, surprising good. your audience. That's yes. when it's good. But it's lazy to just take this left turn and go, ah, we'll explain it later. Or we don't have to explain it, you know, and you're doing that just for the shock value, even though it doesn't make any sense. Like foreshadowing is a, is a literary concept because it works and it's a good concept. So Mm -hmm. if you're setting things up so they make sense down the line, that's great. But if you're setting things up purely to snatch the rug out from under me later with no like explanation or a shoddy explanation, right? keep that shit. Don't want. Look at uh, Unbreakable, for example. That's a fantastic use oh, yeah. of uh, of subverting expectations. Like, like, holy shit! Like, mm-hmm. I didn't see that coming. And 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 Split is a pretty good. Yeah, use Split is a good use yeah, of it as well. Glasses. We don't. The need, bad we don't need to talk. Yeah, we don't need to talk about yeah. glasses. Yeah, <laughs> but that that trilogy is like a perfect. Example it really is. Of it's the, yeah. of the 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 good, the average, and the terrible uses of. It. Yeah. And not that Split's an average film. I think right. Split's a great film. Yeah, but Split's yeah. a great film because of James McAvoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, and also like Split is really good, but you compare it to Unbreakable, and it's like, ah. I mean, Unbreakable is great because everyone did a great job with it, and then like you said, Split was great because James McAvoy did a great job with it. You know, yeah. and yeah. I, I Taylor Joy as well. I mean, yeah, oh, true, true, true. Yeah, yeah. So. agreed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, think about it. We had uh, Professor X and Magic in one movie, and then mm-hmm. didn't even think about it. And then, and then Nick Fury shows up. And then Nick Fury shows up. And, and Bruce Willis has yet to join the superhero squad. Uh, that's who's going to be the Human Torch. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> you didn't even say Ben Grimm. You said Human Torch. There you go. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, subverting expectations, man, that is definitely one that, if, if not, maybe, maybe not die, but at least refined and, and, and used appropriately. Mm-hmm. But if they can do that, then it certainly needs to die. But you, Kevin? Continuing Kevin, thoughts Kevin, on what we were just Kevin. discussing, or the next one? Uh, did you have uh, uh, any any tropes for superhero movies that need to die? I forgot that was the original discussion because I'm just like <laughs> so enthralled with like the the fe- the fuck man. Sorry man. No, that was it was great. It was a good setup. Too hard? Did I need to turn it down a little bit? <laughs> no, 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 no. Keep it cranked. Keep All it right. cranked up, man. Keep it at eleven. Um, so one thing that we discussed very recently, and so it's, it's very fresh on the mind, this easiest to pull out from the gutter, is how every superhero movie, for some reason, has to feel like it's the make and break end of the world deal. Mm-hmm. You know, they always have the large CGI battle. They always have this oversized, grandiose, try to overinflate the plot line, you know, storytelling devices in place, and... And by the end of it all, it's just like, well, this movie didn't really need it, you know? And that's, it's becoming a crutch. It's becoming something Marvel relies upon in order to sell tickets, you know, just to put asses in seats, like I mentioned earlier. 
it, it's it's something that's just become like this normal exercise because they have to have something to be eye candy for the trailer. So they have a couple shots to use to advertise for that minute thirty seconds when people look it up on YouTube. Um, it's just something that not every movie needs. It's not something that every superhero would benefit from. You know, um, not every comic book story, especially on all these fucking omnibus omnibuy that you. Or excuse me, what is the proper omniboo? Omniboo. Omniboo. No one and calls all, it that though. Exactly, it's a stupid fucking word. <laughs> omnibus. But, omnibus. <laughs> uh, and all these omnis that you have, not all of them end with this big-ass Civil War movement, you know? I mean, right. Injustice, that works great for it, yeah. you know? It's superb. It's great. It's awesome. But for a great, like a like a mysterious novel, something right. that tells a great story just like page by page and something that follows a very specific structure, like... Uh, hey, I just finished reading V for Vendetta. That's ex- exactly, example, yeah. yes. It, it didn't need it, yeah. you know? Um and whenever that translates to the movies, I mean, V for Dead at this point becomes a bad example because it did become a movie. <laughs> but, you know, like um, like the killing joke. It didn't need to be led up into the, some giant civil war of the Joker and other, you know, right. row galleries versus Batman and the Bat-Fam. No, no, no. It was a very quiet one-on-one. Intimate setting. Exactly. One and of us like, is going to kill each other one day. Yeah. With, with a... With a very dark and great and grisly <laughs> lineup for a joke. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love the part in V for Vendetta where, like, the sky portal opens. Oh, and yeah. And British agents come down. <laughs> right, right. And, and V, like, starts fighting them all. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I'm so glad that they got rid of the sky portal. You guys remember when that all oh, the movies all had the sky, movies portal? Had sky portals? Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was the weirdest fucking <laughs> shit. Like, what? Like, Man of Steel, BVS, mm. Suicide Squad, Suicide Avengers. Squad. Like, and there was another one. Yeah, huh. there were other you know, ones I didn't think about it, but you got a point. It all had, yeah, sky yeah. portals. And I'm like, is this like subliminal messaging? Like, are we going to look up in the sky one day and see a fucking... I know, right? <laughs> hey, what's that cloud doing? <laughs> oh, That's funny. That's an excellent point, though. And, and to to your point, like, uh, Shang-Chi is, a, is the, like, perfect example of this to me because, honestly, that movie, the third act goes so far off the rails and is so hot, like... They just, they took this movie that's, it's not quiet, but it's mostly intimate. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a family drama, right, with some awesome fight choreography up until oh, yeah. that point. But then at the end, it's just like, okay, now we're in another dimension, and there's a dragon, and yeah. there's another, there's another dragon. dragon, and there's an army, and there's another army, and right, there's giant right. lions, and you're just We, we like, didn't need the giant lead up, yeah. I mean, honestly, the end of that movie would have been so much better to me if it would have just been like Shang Chi and his dad having this really cool fight with like some really good dialogue in it, yes, you know, mm-hmm. and then you know at the end like the wall busts open and like his dad realizes like oh fuck I really fucked up and then he ends up sacrificing himself and giving the rings over. I mean that would have just been such a better ending to that story to me. Not that I don't like the movie because I love the right. movie, but that's it, it's like that giant CG battle is the weak part of the movie, mm-hmm. which yeah. is crazy. But, you know, I will say this, and I'm not just saying this just to ride Spider-Man's dick, but Homecoming I thought was a great, you know, somewhat recently example of doing it right. I mean, because that that movie has nothing to do about the world being destroyed. It's about Vulture being scorned by Tony Stark. This is actually one of the few uh, Tony Stark Ruin My Life club members who, like, actually has, like, legit valid points 
and and it, it wasn't tropey at that point to be like a Tony Stark villain in, in the mm-hmm. MCU. Right. Uh, but like, just to see Vulture man and, and the take on him and the fact that this was a villain that he just wanted to provide for his family, and because of Tony Stark at the uh, Tatari battle, my business was shut down. Dude, the Vulture is almost like an unfair example because talk about a character that was given a better movie profile than the fucking comics. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, it, it's like what a rare you know, turnaround. It, it's it's yeah. not fair for me to compare like the 1960s comic origin of Vulture, the the feeble old man who <laughs> had plans to we make had a more fine in common Vulture. with the fucking Grinch. <laughs> More than uh, <laughs> more than this portrayal, you know. But he was even better than the Spider-Man cartoon version. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, mm. he was, man. All right. This version of Vulture had depth, and then like you talk about subverting expectations. Like this is a, a Homecoming actually answers both of those properly. Both of you guys is like complaints with superhero movies because uh, the part where you realize that Liz, Peter's girlfriend. Like, her dad is the vulture. That shit surpri- uh, surprised me just as much yeah. as it surprised Peter. Uh, and then, of course, like, the, the big battle at the end is not some big fucking... No, it was on a beach. No one even knew what happened yeah. besides those two. Yeah, and that's <laughs> you know? beautiful. That's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. It was an awesome fight, too. Oh, it yeah. was. I'm going to have to watch that when I get home. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Man, good examples. Good shit. Yeah, yeah. Good, good shit all the way around. Uh, I'll, I'll make mine quick. Uh, just uh, fucking... Uh, Villains not getting their proper due in movies. That's a big one. I mean, I, I I just get tired of villains literally being just obstacles for the protagonist to overcome. This is done mostly in like superhero origin movies, but it's done in most superhero movies in general. Now it feels where the bad guys just exist for the good guys to punch. Yeah, I can't stand it. All right, uh, that was mine, Kevin. Yo. All right, so uh, I did go ahead and rephrase this one into a question, mm. actually. That way we, we could, uh, you know, have a little fun with this one. Okay. <clears throat> what type of Thor should we expect in Thor 4? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, so just to be clear, what type of Thor should we expect or what type of Thor do we want? Go ahead and answer both. Go ahead and give me both. <laughs> Only if you hate yourself. But I mean, you know, it sounds like you're trying to torture yourself. Because, you know, those are different answers, but. I'm a masochist. I see. I, yeah, I mean, the, the Thor I want in, in Thor 4 would be like a, not, not, not exactly, but almost a Logan-esque kind of Thor where, like, he's not, he's not chubby in-game Thor anymore. <laughs> He, he's he's back in shape. He's kicking ass and shit, but he's right. not. I don't want the jolly, like, happy Thor. I want, like, a, I'm out here kicking ass, but I'm still remorseful for what I let mm-hmm. happen. Like, that Thor. Like, like he's he's a little more haunted. So non-Chris Hemsworth Thor. I Here's the problem. Chris, I think Chris could pull it off. Yeah, I mean, he probably could. But what were you about to say before I say my thing? Oh, no, I was just going to say, because, like, look at him in Thor 1 and Avengers 1 and 2. He was True. fucking great. He was on point. Yeah. The only problem with that is that we know from his own um, his own interviews with different, uh, you know, news outlets and whatnot that he was tired of playing the role before Ragnarok. Yeah. 
hint his, you know, hey, can we do this and this so I don't have to wear the long hair? Can we do this so I don't have to be the same Thor? And it becomes the the jolly thunderous Asgardian rather than the, you know, god of thunder that we know, you know. Um, well, something that he's pointed out in those interviews, though. Sure. Is he has said that, you know, when he's asked how long he wants to play the character, he has said that, he would like to continue to do it as long as there are new dimensions of the character to explore. So if that means that he can play a different version of Thor, I, I, I don't think he would tell him no. I mean, they're, they got to be tossing money at him at this point. Actually, I, I've heard something to the contrary. I've heard that he's almost in a similar situation to Henry Cavill, whereas he wants to keep playing the role, but they have yet to offer him with anything else after this. Oh, well, well, okay. You mean yeah. after Guardians? Yeah, because he's confirmed. Yeah, he yeah, that. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and and maybe maybe they're gonna kill him off. You know, I don't know, but mm. and, and and I'd be okay with it. Like, I mean, he's had a great arc. You can't mm-hmm. say he hasn't. I mean, you know that that one bump in the road, notwithstanding, and it's not like Ragnarok ruins the 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 arc <laughs> of Thor as far as like the story goes. I mean, but it is such a pivotal point that right. tonally they fucked it up. Oh yeah. yeah, but if you don't watch it and someone just tells you what happened, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Then it's like, oh man, that must have been really good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Infinity War, he'll explain. Right, yeah, he'll yeah, explain just... it on the shit. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, uh, that that's that's what I would want. What I think we're gonna get is I think we're gonna get a slightly, and I and I do mean slightly less jolly Ragnarok Thor. And and mm-hmm. uh, I I do agree with you that he's going to play Ant Man's mm-hmm. role from Ant Man to bro. How did you know I was thinking that? Get the true. fuck out of my yeah, brain! Did you see that on my face? Did words come know, across no. my yeah, forehead? Yeah. You're, you're forehead no, like literally, I was extra ruffles like in it, bro. Like, you might as well be fucking living here because I was I'm creeped out because I was literally <laughs> just thinking like he's just gonna be, it's just gonna be fucking Ant Man two all over again. <laughs> and as you. S- Get out of my brain. Dog, give me that. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I mean, you better than that. For that or? <laughs> yeah, you got 17 temp HP. <laughs> he listened to the Homies Award. Like, <laughs> this, is, this is true. This is true. But no, it's like, yeah. it was just uncanny. Because I'm sitting there about to say that out yeah. my own mouth. Yeah. And then you say it for me. It's like, all right, well, I'm done tonight, guys. I got to go use bathroom anyway. So, I mean, fuck. But, Our powers um, combined. Exactly. <laughs> But yeah, dude, I mean, and and that's the part that I'm afraid that's going to happen. And, and that is also me answering my own question, too, where it's like, this is my expectation that he's going to be, you know, written to take the, the jolly, forced, comedical backseat to Natalie Portman's mm-hmm. uh, picking up of the hammer, literally and metaphorically, you know, which, you know, kind of fucking sucks. But that's. That's what we got in Ragnarok. We got the same fucking director, uh, Taiti Watiti, and that that's totally cool. Whatever you know, it's unfortunate for the sake of the story. If that's why you watch the movie, like we do for you know the superhero homies, but it'll have an enjoyment factor. It might it might be less jolly, like you're saying, and that's totally cool. But that does mean, unfortunately, that now if it's going to be the same formula, that we're going to get an incompetent Thor. Yep. Who's going to lose his name to Natalie Portman? Because for some reason, Thor is not a name; it's a title. It's a title. Yeah. So, yeah. who the fuck is Chris Hemsworth's character if she becomes Thor? You know. Yeah. But um, I, I mean, it's entirely possible. Like, I, I think him being portrayed as incompetent 
is definitely, you know, that's that's pretty much a sure thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, they already did it for Ragnarok. Bro, it's to the point now where, like, that's what a lot of general fans thinks he is. They think that he's just incompetent. Which like, is, just, which just is absurd. Funny, yeah. He's the funny, incompetent guy, and he's powerful depending on who else is in the room with him. That's who they think Thor is. Um, which is stupid. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um and, and I mean, like, as far as Master goes, I'm, I'm just mirroring what you guys have said. Yeah, he's just he's going to be uh, the the jolly Thor who is going to pass the mantle down to Lady Thor. Uh, she will be all powerful, all hell, uh, Lady Thor. And, uh, and and I guess like the the saddest part for me is that uh, this entire movie is based off of uh, the comic book writer Jason Aaron, uh, his run on Thor, the best thing that he ever written for sure. His Avengers run ain't shit. But anyways, ah. uh, he's the one who came up with Thor the Unworthy when Thor can no longer lift Mjolnir. That's when Thor, uh, you know, he cut his hair short and, you know, started using Yarborn because he couldn't pick up Mjolnir and he, his power was significantly lessened, but he had this great story arc. Mm. Uh, Jason Aaron created the story arc with, of course, uh, Jane Foster um, having cancer and then, uh, you know, but finding out that she's worthy to lift Mjolnir and she's being transformed you know, and that was it was a great arc, but the more that she used her thorough powers, the more that it would kill her. You know, so it's kind of catch twenty two. Mm. And then of course the the other arc that Taika is adapting from Jason Aaron is Gore the God Butcher, uh, who didn't believe in, in any of the gods because they his planet was war torn and famished and ravished and the gods never seemed to answer them and then he saw two gods fall from the sky fighting each other, picked up one of the swords and said, Holy shit, this is power mm. that the gods never came to help started butchering gods. What I'm getting at is that all three of those are very serious, very intense, very awesome stories. I'm sorry, brother. I'm, I have to correct you. You're getting something mixed up. You're talking about Kratos. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it is possible. Christian Bale could save this movie. I, Bro. I would be so bold. I don't. That's think- a lot of weight to lift. <laughs> you can't, but, but, them shoulders, man. But he's Christian Bale. He's Christian okay. Bale. But I, I, um, I would have said the same thing uh, about any of the various villains that we got in MCU because they're all so fucking good. Um, what about Jude Law and Captain Marvel? That's John Rob. So, go to bed. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> what about, uh, I mean, Lee Pace, like Guardians 1 was great, but Lee Pace was underserved as Ronan the Accuser. Mm-hmm. Um, That's true. You're right. They have buried quite a few. Yeah. yeah. Damn. So, I, I hope that, you know, Christian gets some good stuff. But, yeah, uh, I'll wrap that that. My, my answer up, yeah. I don't think that we're going to get a very uh, serious Thor. No. I do have one thing to add. Huh. Maybe at the beginning, he's off-world with the Guardians the whole movie. Mm. And mm. they bring in party Thor from What If. <laughs> and Hemsworth also plays that Thor. <laughs> I would actually be down for that. That's like wow. best-case scenario, brother. Holy shit. What's the difference between the two? Because, ah. because when party Thor does it, it's funny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And because he yells Las Vegas. He does yell Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, I'm thoroughly entertained by Party Thor. Mm. That was probably my least favorite episode. You probably, <laughs> probably guessed that. Uh, the Zombies is probably. That's my, your least? Maybe, yeah. What? Wow. Yeah. I, I love I, that episode. I, I only like it because uh, it's Michonne killing zombies again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it, 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 I didn't even think about that shit. <laughs> ah, it is, huh? Yeah. It's meta. But, it, that shit was super meta. Mm. It went over my head, but I love that episode. But, wah, wah. Yeah. 
Uh, Caleb, I think it's on you. It's my turn. It's my turn. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a uh, I've got a pretty fast one here because my last okay. one led to a whole um, whole ordeal whole thesis. Right. All right, uh, so this one uh, I want you to cast these four roles for live action. Okay. Okay, and the li- and the and the list is <clears throat> Doctor Doom. Oh, there's yeah Magneto. Shit. Aqualad. God damn. And Snowflame. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Okay. So, I want you to know right now, the first answer I have for Snowflame, I'm not negotiating. Like, this is a have to. This is, this is religion at this point. Oh, I got to hear Steve this. Steve Buscemi. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> Lie to me. Tell me I'm wrong. Oh, shit. Uh, Boom. Yeah, man. I mean, I got to be honest with you. That's, 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 <laughs> that's on point. Yeah. Thank you. God thank damn. you. Thank you. I've, I've had time to think about this. That's one of my favorite characters. That's phenomenal. Thank you. Um, Thank you. You know what? For Snowflame, just because I think that he has the range to pull it off, and I would love to see him mm. do something like this, Giancarlo Esposito as Snowflame. Mm. You know, it's funny you were going to say wow. that. Because I was going to say Aaron Paul. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Actually, I mean, okay. Uh, not, not bad overall. Not bad. Let's see. For Dr. Doom... Ooh, shit. See, that's who I would have pulled out uh, Giancarlo Exposito for. Holy shit, that's great. I never even yeah. thought of that. Yeah, yeah, because if there's any one actor who's bulletproof enough to carry that role right now, you know? Yeah, he, he'd kill yeah. it. He'd yeah. absolutely murder that shit. I kind of wonder if they would want to use him in it, though, because he kind of plays... Uh, you know, he's kind of the evil Vought overlord in uh, oh, yeah, the, boys. Yeah. the boys. So I don't know if I don't know if that's conflict of interest or I well first off, man, I just realized how typecasted he is. Fuck. He is. Damn it. Yeah, he's <laughs> even in uh, Far Cry Six yeah. or whatever. The, that's true. Oh my gosh. That's the overlord of that island. Yeah. <laughs> he's so fucking good at it though. But um Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Man, you know what? He'd be wearing a mask the whole time. No one would know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I I wouldn't be mad if they put Jew Law under that mask. I thought you were going to say Cody Rhodes, and I was on leap over this. <laughs> God damn. I would never. Oh, shit. Not, not with you sitting so close to me. I oh, okay. Never. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um... Magneto. Magneto. That's one I was just thinking. Um, yep. Magneto is the hardest because he was he was perfectly cast twice. Twice. I was about to say, yeah. yeah. You can't you can't fucking Michael Fassbender do it again. <laughs> I was about to say, I mean, what's then, what's wrong with that idea? And then just and Fassbender ne- would make an excellent Doctor Doom as well. Yeah, that's I mean. true. But it's like, how how does he differentiate it from Magneto as a right as a character? Shit, I mean, because if you get fast bounty to do Magneto again, you can just let him naturally age into the role, you know? <laughs> Keep yeah. that motherfucker around for a while. Yeah. I mean, I got, I got nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, and that's the thing, too. This may be this is slightly off topic, but, like, at some point with Magneto, you have to evolve his origin story mm-hmm. 
he can't have been in a concentration camp no. yeah, forever because no. eventually it's going to be like, well, Magneto's 107. Yeah. Uh, and, and that was something that, uh, you know, a lot of people have been, you know, speculating online, like what are they going to do with Magneto's origin? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not Jewish, but I am of the firm belief that they should keep him in the Holocaust. All you do is add a power to him. Motherfucker, because of his magnetic pull, blah, 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 he ages lower. Um, I, I, I personally would not fuck with his origin. That's actually a really fair and kind of wise thing. I, I can see where you're coming from with that because it's like, that's such a powerful character with such a perfect origin. Created by two dark... Jewish men. Well, I mean, yeah, that's, th- there's, there's that too. Didn't even think about that layer, <laughs> but fuck, yeah. Wow. Yeah, there's, there's a lot you can, you can do with it. I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of people, and hey, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say this is the black guy here. A lot of people want him to be black. Uh, I say no. Mm. You keep Magneto with the origin that he has. I think you don't rob Peter to pay Paul. You know, keep but it what it is. I ain't going to lie, man. I would be all about some John David Washington Magneto. <laughs> I know I already brought him up. But, yeah. like, <laughs> but like, he could play anything. He can. He can. Uh, but I don't know about Magneto. That's funny. <laughs> he could do it. I, you know, they'd have to change the origin, mm-hmm. obviously. But like him being able to portray and, that like chip on his shoulder, but he's trying to do the right thing. And I guess, mm-hmm. let, let me see. The, one more reason why I don't want Magneto to be black. I hate the comparisons that, that they make to Malcolm X and Magneto. That shit is not accurate, and it's kind of disrespectful. I feel like they'll only perpetuate those. That's fair. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Um, Aqualad's the one I'm having a hard time with because that's the character I'm most unfamiliar with. Man, so with Aqualad, I had to think of a DC character that they hadn't that hadn't been used because I was trying to, okay, you know, like I was like, dang man, DC just like blew their load all over the place, and then all those most of those characters are like gone or not canon, right? Mm Like the the one actor who comes to mind, who I think is, is a pretty pretty fucking solid actor, man, and he's he's growing up into the into like uh, the the age appropriate range. What's his name? Noah Crawley, the, the kid from Stranger Things. Um, the really skinny one that uh, uh, has the the thing with eleven. Uh, the black kid. Ah, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, um, Aqualad. The is... Coke commercial kid. Yeah, 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 the, yeah, yeah. the Coke ad kid yeah. from season Aqualad's two. Aqualad's an originally black character, right? So. Uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, well, at least that version of Aqualad. There's two different Aqualads, but okay. yeah. yeah. Well, we want the cool. Yeah, we want the, we want the good. Right, right. We want the good. With right. The, 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 with the the water sword. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He he's always been black. Yeah. That could be really cool. Actually, I can see that. Yeah. We want the huh. badass Aqualad. Right. And I mean, like, uh, yeah, I think I think he could pull that shit off. Hmm. Yeah. The more I think about it. I'm selling myself on it more. Yeah, I cool. didn't. I didn't originally think about that. Like they'd have to be pretty young, mm-hmm. yeah, um, because you would want them to be able to grow into the role. Yeah, right. and that that is the appropriate age. Yeah, he's yeah. like eighteen, nineteen now. I think that's perfect. It'd be a lucky, lucky fucking break for him potentially. But yeah, yeah, Hell yeah. I mean, Young Justice Aqualad is like oh, he's badass. My favorite character <laughs> in Young Justice. Like, mm. I mean, they could have given him like a. You know, spinoff show, and I would have watched it. Oh, sure. yeah, he's I mean, fucking he's, badass. Yeah. 
I still got, I got to catch up on uh, season four. But yeah. you know, with them bringing Black Manta in, yeah, you know, heavily as like right. the Aquaman two villain, it would only, I mean, you know, it, it's only fair, you know, to assume that they're gonna bring in Aqualad, except mm. for the fact that that's what they should do, and it's DC, so that means they probably fuck right. Yep. 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 <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I don't know what needs to happen over there, at WB, but they the. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not gonna go off on that. That's a whole nope. another tangent. Yeah. That's an episode. Yeah. Yep. All right. What you got, Q? Let's mm-hmm. see. Which one of these I want to go with here? Okay. Mm-hmm. You know what? <sighs> Do I want to go with this one? I feel like we maybe already talked about that one a little bit. Uh. Fuck it, we'll, we'll go with this one anyway. Okay. All right, uh, so this is a two-part question for you guys. Kevin, I already know you answered the first one. Okay. Uh, but the the questions go as follows. Uh, what superhero movie coming out this year do you think would be the worst? Mm. And without knowing anything about it, how would you fix it? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Uh, I tell you, I will uh, read the list to the homies listening so they know uh, what movie is coming out this year. Uh, we have Morbius, The Batman, Doctor Strange 2, uh, Thor 4, Black Adam, Spider-Verse, uh, Flash 2, I'm sorry, the Flash 1, uh, Black Panther 2, uh, and Aquaman 2. So, because I've answered this one originally, and my bladder is about to explode, I'm actually about to sneak off to the restroom real quick, giving you, Caleb, the floor, my man. Okay, so, um, when it comes to my expectations versus reality, Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, I I think, I'm not interested in Morbius at all. Mm -hmm. I think it'll be the worst of these movies. I'd love to be proven wrong. Um... I think the biggest letdown, though, and you know what I'm going to say, I think it's going to be the Batman. Because, really? Yeah, because it looks, um, you know, the trailers aren't everything, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they're just not. But uh, I'm, on the, I'm on the cord here. Oh. But uh, I'm going to continue to talk while I fix this. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, the trailers aren't everything, right? But at the end of the day, it feels soulless to me. Hmm. And this is just my opinion. Um, it looks like they're trying to do Christopher Nolan without Christopher Nolan. And and it's nothing against Matt Reeves. I think he's a fantastic director. But once again, um, what I wonder is how much Warner Brothers has stuck their fingers in it. Mm. Because with any WB film, that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Is it's how how hands off was the studio willing to get? Um and I'm not saying that's 100% of the time, you know, uh, but I, I think most of the time that's that's the case. My answer is Morbius, but I think the biggest letdown is going to be the Batman. Wow. Okay. So the second part of the question is what would you do to fix it? I mean, with two months to go on the Batman, I don't know that there's a I lot. I mean, like in, in a multiversal universe where you had the time, money, I could go and power. back in time yes. uh, to where this was done. Okay, so... Uh, to fix Morbius, I would not make the movie. <laughs> um, because to me, like, 
I, I, I mildly enjoyed Venom 2. Like, it was all right. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I wasted my time going to the theater to see it. But um, to me, all of this, like, Spider-Man-less Spider-Man villain movies, I, I don't care at yeah. all. I, I just, I cannot be bothered to give a single shit about it. I just don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, so And also, it's a Sony movie. And that too. There really haven't been very many of those that were very good, ever. Yes, I'm including the Sam Raimi trilogy for those listening. No, he's not. I'm going to edit that part out. <laughs> yeah, fuck those <laughs> movies. Uh, there are there are probably um, action figures of Zendaya's MJ that have better dialogue than than uh, Kirsten Dunst's MJ had in those films. Uh, I mean, hell, MJ in the Homecoming trilogy doesn't have hardly any dialogue, but yeah, great dialogue. Wait, what? Yeah. Uh, Zendaya and the Homecoming trilogy, she's got like two lines in Homecoming. In Homecoming, she's, but she's got a lot more in yeah, Far and, From Home, and it's still so one dimensional. And has plenty in No Way Home, and she she actually gets something good finally in No Way Home. But MJ never it, MJ <laughs> in the in the Raimi trilogy is just, I mean, she's just a a a, a fuck doll with a pull string for the entire trilogy. We're not talking about Remy's trilogy right now doing this goddamn question. All right. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. We're on a tangent. Tangent. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, I I wouldn't even make Morbius. Like, there's not a Morbius movie I want to see. With the Batman, uh, I definitely would. uh, I'm not one of these people that's like, oh, Robert Pattinson was in Twilight. I hate that guy. But I think you recast him or at Mm -hmm. least change the way his Bruce Wayne looks. Because Bruce Wayne, if you had to. Pick out which one of those people looks like they dress up like a bat and fight crime. It's definitely his guy. Like, it's his Bruce Wayne, right? Um, he just looks like he dresses up like a bat and fights crime. Anyway. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I mean, some of the some of the stuff he does in the trailer, man, I don't, I don't like it. Uh, I don't like how he's um, acting like, you know, he's RoboCop, like where they're shooting at him with, like, machine guns and he's, not do- dodging any of it, like he's just kind of walking at them, and it's like, we know your face is exposed. They can shoot you in the face, you know. So I, I don't know. That's not very Bruce Wayne to me. I don't know. I, there's just I, I probably would leave Catwoman out of the movie. Um, not saying that Zoe Kravitz. That's, that's her name, mm-hmm. Zoe Kravitz. Not saying that she's going to do a bad job. Um, I, I think that uh, I, I don't know anything about her as an actress, but I think they're tr- maybe trying to do too much. Like if we if there's any. Batman reboot that we're going to accept, and this is the fourth one in since 89, right? I mean, or we can consider forever. If you consider forever to be a soft reboot, then it's the fifth one since 89. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a tough it's a tough scenario to, to get out of, but I would prefer that it just be this personal story between Riddler and Bruce, and you, you know, of course you got to have your Alfred, and I think that, um, what's his name, uh, Gollum. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. I know who you're talking about, but I don't know his name either. Yeah. Uh, 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 Ulysses Claw. Yeah, Ulysses Claw. <laughs> uh, uh, I think he's going to do amazing as Alfred. Yeah. We've honestly never really had a bad Alfred. No, uh, and that's, yeah. that's pretty amazing. You know? I'm wood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I really love uh, Jeremy Irons and Snyder Cut. Mm-hmm. But, but, yeah, I oh, mean, that's... Gosh. Yeah, it was great. Uh, yeah. You know, you could do Alfred and uh, set up Court of Owls by all means, but I, I think maybe they're also trying to do too much. Just my opinion. Couldn't disagree more, but ah. that's his answer nevertheless. Right. Uh, 
So I know I got, I got your, you know, you stated your part one. Yeah. To this question last I actually, week. Actually, you know, so part one of my question was no surprise to anyone listening. We already bitched about it earlier. Thor 4, God of Love and Thunder. That's what I expect to be uh, one of the most underperforming movies of 2022. However, for the sake of having a conversation and not just repeating the same dialogue, um, I'll, I'll go with my number eight, which was uh, Aquaman 2. Mm-hmm. Um, now, on how to fix this, fuck, so honestly, like, where to begin? Um I tell you what, I can help you out a little yeah. bit because that's the one that's my personal pick for worst. Yeah, I, I remember like we we swapped a lot. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. A lot of ours were just really like, fucking close, like tennis matches back and forth. Yeah, <laughs> you gonna put um, a nice long space chase in there. Oh, that's exactly how you fucking fix it. Yeah, <laughs> a nice long chase sequence, mm, underwater chase sequence. Let me tell you, God, again, and then you you interrupt all the expositions with more explosions. That's also how you fix it. Right. I. Uh, so here's the thing. Um, I, I have a lot of respect for James Wan, the director. I think he's uh, I think he's a really competent director. Um, I don't think that telling a, a well crafted story though is has never been his forte. Uh, I mean, he's done like the, the Conjuring verse, uh, yeah. the, the Saw verse. Like those are his babies. He he made those. Wait, which Saw movies did he make? Um, James Wan was over the. Uh, it, was, it was like the originator, the first one. Well, the first Saw is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say that's that's the only good one. Yeah, I mean it's a yeah. good one, but like it's not like it's. Uh, oh, it's not deeply told. Yeah, you no, know. no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not a <laughs> yeah. complex movie. Right. It's a good movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I like the first two, and then after that, mm-hmm. it was just like. You know, I don't remember Saw 2 enough to, to comment. I have no idea. It was idea. the one with the needle pit. She gets thrown in the pit of needles. Yeah, I mean... If, if, Locked in the vault. That's the thing people usually remember from, oh, okay. from that movie. But uh, I I think that uh, horror is his forte. Like, for example, even in the first Aquaman movie, I think my favorite scene was probably the trench. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. It was like the, the whatever the fuck those evil fish were called. The trench. <laughs> no, no, the, a trench is a, a... Were they also called the trench? The, yeah. the school of evil-looking fish? That's stupid. It's like, it's like the flood from Halo. It's like a race. Yeah, okay. So you're talking my language now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were Halo kids. Hell yeah. Oh, so, so one of those is fine. Hey, hey, Jeff Johns, I'm with you on this, man. <laughs> What's that fucking book at? It's over there somewhere. Um, That's funny. But no, um, that was by far the, the, the most interesting of all the sequences. Uh, I think in order to make this one better, man, it has to be more than just a globe trotting adventure movie. Uh, you have to you have yeah. to give Arthur some depth. No pun intended. You have to give Arthur some depth to work with. You have to give him some more personality because, like, here's the thing: Jason Momoa can clearly carry that role and and do something interesting with the character of Arthur Curry. Yeah. But eventually, you're gonna have to come to a crossroads where you have Jason Momoa's charisma and like what actually bothers. Arthur Curry in the comics from for being a king, you know, like there's got to be that crossroads where, you know, those two kind of converge. You have to tell that story. You know, there's it's interesting you say that because I, I think you helped me find the one, one of the things. Excuse me, I say the one, the hmm. one of the things I want repaired about the movie as well. So, I got nothing against our boy Jason. I, in fact, I think the rebranding of Aquaman has been a long time coming, and that he is. 
a great actor to carry and portray the role in creating the whole new imagery of Aquaman. It makes so much sense for, you know, Aquaman to not be this other German-looking white dude with blonde hair, you know? That being said, I think... Jason Momoa in the first movie was Jason Momoa, it felt like. <laughs> like, he, he wasn't Aquaman. He was never authored to me. He was Jason yeah, Momoa. That's true. With water effects and CG. Yeah. And that's cool, but we, like you said, we need... I'm going to echo a little bit of what you said, stealing your own verbiage there a little bit too, where it's like we, we need to have a little bit more depth of story, and we need to have our boy author come... Fuck no pun intended, to the surface a little bit more. A little intended. It just... Yeah. Hey, get his feet wet. God get damn Get the fuck out. Oh my. We're all going Fucking to bed. Leave. We're all done. Yeah. Good night, everyone. Uh, part two. I, I will say this. like, th- th- We need to get that heart-wrenching scene where he's, you know, uh, uh, cradling Amber Heard's body. You know, she lays lifeless because she's going to die in this movie, right? How? I know, right? I was about to say, how long do you think she's going to be in the movie? That's how I would fix it, is I would uh, recast. <laughs> right. Yeah, we cast Hera. Yeah, she needs to fucking get out of here. 15 minutes. Oh, no, she died. What well, time to go get she Ocean died. Master. Oh, and she died off screen. Damn. They, mm. could, uh, they could Jennifer Lawrence her from uh, <laughs> right. Star Phoenix. Although, like, that's the only good part of that movie. That's true. Yeah, when Mystique finally fucking dies, like, oh, thank, thank goodness. Ain't You're like, man, it's only oh. going to be on the way up from here. <laughs> right. And then oh. just plateau. Hell. Uh yeah, man. I, I think that they just need to make it more than just a, a CG fun fest, man. Try to give Arthur some character in this movie. Yeah. Uh, um, and, and honestly, man, like not to come down on James Wan, but I, a lot of it does come down to him. Because I do think Jason Momoa can play an Arthur Curry, but you have to direct him as, as such. Give him so much to work with. Uh, James Wan is amazing at the spectacle. He's amazing at, you know, action sequences. Also, of course, at, you know, doing more scary type movies. But I just, I don't know if this foray is for him. I'd probably get a different director. The cinematography was excellent in the first yeah. movie. Yeah. It yeah. was a strong suit, but you can, only, you can only, you know, dazzle yeah. my eyes. So right. Much, you can you only know. go so far with that, you know. Yeah. Same He's, thing can be said of uh, Eternals director. What was it? Zoe Cloud. Uh, yeah, Zoe, Zoe the, the Child, indie yeah. film director. Chloe's out. There Chloe's we go. Out. Yeah. Chloe's I was out. like, we're going to get that shit eventually, yeah. Um, but yeah, she was such an, a great like indie vibe director that came out so much in Eternals. It was kind of the same thing where it's like, you know, you're dope. I see, I see a lot of cool strengths and a lot of cool things that you're particularly great at. But maybe you need to put this uh, put this idea down. You know, stop the superhero shit. Marvel really fucked her over. We're gonna give you some of the most complex Jack Kirby shit that's that he ever this created. Is true. They really, yeah. <laughs> and we want you to for your first big feature film to make a. A blockbuster movie, you know, like shit. Okay, get that Christopher Nolan Eternals movie. <laughs> Ooh, that shit would be layered as fuck. God damn. You know, we, I was about to say, how? sitting in the theater, the end would be like, I actually don't think we wanted this. All <laughs> <laughs> <know>, right. <laughs> we spent three weeks thinking about that one afterwards. Like, man, this was like two tenants <laughs> somehow. Oh hell yeah! Uh, that shit would be layered as fuck. He would mm-hmm. definitely go the Neil uh, Gaiman route though if he did it. Where like all the Eternals are on Earth in modern day, but they don't remember who they are. Mm-hmm. He would definitely do. Nolan would definitely go that approach with That'd the Eternals. Cool. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Now I'm daydreaming about that shit. Damn. <laughs> all right, tell you what. Uh, 
see, we're already at uh, hour and 30. Oh, yeah. Uh, we wanted to, uh, guys want to do one more quick one, then mosey on over to the uh, spoiler uh, field section. I got a quick one for you. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler field section? This whole thing's spoiler. Yeah, field. I know, right? <laughs> all, all the all spoiler field Patreon section. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So I got one more for you, just yeah. a real quick one. And this is a, another opinion, but you guys might agree, you guys might disagree. I could have used more J.K. Simmons in No Way Home. I really wanted to see more of him. I mean, he's a great know, actor. Yeah, that, that's he is the only one that constantly looks the same across the multiverse. Exactly. He, he's a, he's a Nexus character. That's what that means. <laughs> I thought he was used well, though. Oh, he yeah. was used well. I I just really like him, and I want to see a little bit more. I'm they, surprised they, you didn't put Daredevil on that instead. <laughs> that's a fair point too. You Get me least, pictures of Daredevil. <laughs> you at least would have got some some cash off of that one. Yeah. <laughs> just just. Have Kevin Feige like as the credits are rolling, he just flashes up one frame of him in the suit, ah. <laughs> and then you're just like, "Give me my money." Like, exactly. Yeah. That reminds me, I got my five dollars actually. Right, I, I you. Yeah, your five dollars. <laughs> no, I, I forgot about it, and I remember pulling out my jacket like, "Oh yeah, that's right, pulled this out for two. <laughs> fuck yeah, yeah, yeah." But I did it, you know, outside of home. I did it at work, and it's like, "Fuck!" <laughs> now that jacket's in the closet, I gotta go do that. Yeah, so. Yeah. Uh. Oh, J.K. Simmons is awesome, man. Yeah. He's Looking definitely awesome. the highlight of the original trilogy. All right, so we're going to mosey on over to, Damn, <laughs> to man. the Patreon You know, I heard section. that actually wasn't in the restroom. Damn, man. I'm not a, uh, how long has it been? Let me ask you that. How long has it been since you watched the Raimi trilogy? It's been a minute. I don't revisit them. I, I think you should often. watch it. I yeah. think you should watch it again. Okay, okay. We'll with, see, we'll see. With 20 years of... of with with podcasting eyes. and tw- Yeah, podcasting eyes and 20 years of, of superhero films that have come out since. And the whole time you're watching it, I, I want you to remember that it came out two years after X-Men 1. And X-Men 1 is still as, as good a movie today as it was in what, 2000 or 99 or whatever. Yeah, it was 2000. I also disagree okay. with that. I think Spider-Man 1 and 2 are better than X-Men 1. And I really enjoy X-Men 1. Hmm. Well, wow. <laughs> uh, I didn't mean to start right. any controversy here, damn. I, I've been shooting all over the Raimi trilogy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and while. I've said this too. I think that Spider-Man, the Raimi Spider-Man 1 and 2 are, uh, I think they're better than overall Homecoming and Far From Home. Yeah, I can't agree with that at all. <laughs> wow. I, don't, I don't think they're better. I don't think Spider-Man 1 or 3 is better than Amazing Spider-Man. And I think wow. that only sections of 2 are better than Amazing Spider-Man. Now. Yeah, guys, so uh, we're going to edit all of that wow. out, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So I tell you what, homies, I hope you guys have enjoyed listening to this section right here. I think we're going to go ahead and wrap up this uh, this uh, main section here. But we are going to continue this on the Patreon side of things. So if you guys want to hear what we have to say about uh, other nerd rants that don't pertain to the superhero comic book genre then please feel free to go to patreon.com backslash superhero homies. That way you guys can get the remainder of this episode. Let me tell you, there's going to be some wild fucking shit here. It's going to be a lot more balls to the walls, mm-hmm. a lot more shit that you won't see coming. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun over there, guys. So if, if this awesome first half haven't convinced you yet, then I don't know what the fuck will, but go to patreon.com backslash superhero homies. Check out uh, that, that later portion It's going to be completely and totally worth your while. All right, uh, gentlemen, do we guys need to go to uh, use the restroom, take a break, take a stretch? I'm okay. I can keep going. I was okay. about to say, I, I already did you that. Already did, yeah. I was, I was going to explode, so, you yeah. know, I, I mean, took mine early. If I need to go, I can just wait to one of you guys is answering, and then I can. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
That's fine then. Uh, to uh, to make it easier for myself, uh, I am going to uh, we're going to stop recording here. And then we're going to start a whole new record. Hell yeah.